0: Welcome to Let Me Ask My Mom. I'm your host, Carlisle Studer, here with my beautiful mother, your lovely mother. Her name's Carmen Studer. On a happy puff cloud day. Uh, Yes. (laughs) The sky is blue. There's clouds in it. Puffy ones. We're reading children's books. They're super (laughs) puffy. That's what it sounds like. You're really like the mom. I should be asking you questions. You should be asking me questions. (laughs) Yes. I am the mother. I will take that responsibility. Yes, you got all the boss in you. That was like, didn't you get a past life reading one time and the lady told you that me and you had spent a lot of past lives together? Yes. And I was like, I'm almost positive I was your mom in like every single (laughs) one of those. (laughs) And you just went through and did it again this time. You're (laughs) just
1: born after me. (laughs) Yeah,
0: now I'm like, my soul is just so used to it being the other way around. Yeah. We have to revert back. There you go. Well, you're very good at it. I take
1: good care of me. Make sure I get my right supplements. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're good. Keep you hydrated. Well, I'm still, I'm still trying to get that one down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, do you have a question for me today?
0: I do, I do. I have a question about uh, divorce. Lovely. Isn't that fun? What a fun, inspiring way to <laughs> open a podcast. <laughs> Hey, there's a lot of divorced people out there that are
1: very happy they got a divorce. Hell yeah! Shout like out, me. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the divorcees. Yeah, it worked out better for everyone in our family. So that's
0: true. We can't complain. Yeah, that's true. We had a very it was a very peaceful divorce. It sure was. Which is not the case for everyone. So it isn't. So what were you gonna ask about it? I was gonna ask a. Uh, let me ask my mom (laughs) the what's the hardest part of dating post divorce for me or for like what i've heard okay no for you it's it's not this is not through the grapevine this is not (laughs) let me ask the ether (laughs) this is let me ask my mom we're trying to get personal we're trying to be relatable
1: okay all right all right so
0: ask it again what was the question (laughs) what What was the, the hardest part what's the hardest part of dating After divorce divorcee so
1: you're most people don't clean up their mess before they start dating and I was one of them and so you know you all of the validation that I felt I didn't get during all the 17 previous years or more um you know you're looking for that and so I was, I was always t- joking with my friends, like, the guys are way too fast to try and replace somebody, and the women are way too desperate once they decide to go that route. Um, there's a lot of really irritating things about dating, too. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I think they should take classes. Like, the guys are horrible. Um, I had strange questions, like... I felt like I was being interviewed for a job, you know. It was well like, that's what it is. Can't we just go out and have a good time? I don't know. I'd rather just go play darts or <laughs> I don't I didn't like the whole interview thing. I don't think I think somebody has to earn the right to know about me. And that's just me personally. You know? Some people You're
0: like, Okay, I wanna go hang out. We have to do something fun. You're not allowed to yeah. know anything about me. <laughs> I could be a part of a cult. But you don't get access to that. Yeah, you got to you gotta earn it. Yeah, but I think when people are older, they kind of know what they want. And so they just want to know right away if they're going to be wasting their time or not.
1: Which is rude. That is not rude. It's rude. You could do that. Like, just text me the questions if that's all that matters. That would seem impersonal. Well, that's the way it feels to me when I go to dinner. Like- and somebody's interviewing me as if they have a list in front of them.
0: Well, because that is what – I feel like I've heard that you're supposed to do that on dates before
1: because – I think people should chill out a little bit and have fun. I really do. That's just my personal opinion. I I really couldn't stand it. I also really got irritated. Um, I'm trying to think of the things that would just drive me nuts, but – that questions and questions like an interview like 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 they're trying to fit you into their box and I think it would be different if it was a natural organic conversation and and it led to this that or the other um the other thing that I found um really irritating especially at first because I was dating more often when I was younger now I I don't really have a desire to date (laughs) I've kind of taken it off the table if I meet somebody great and they want to be my friend first. I'm friend zone everybody ahead of time. If you don't like it, I can't be. I can't be with you. I can't expedited you. friend zone. Yes, expedited. <laughs> Absolutely. But what drove me crazy is people who aren't ready talking about my wife left me for another woman, you know, or or left me for another man, or you know, took all my money, or um, I don't know. And I especially didn't they haven't
0: processed that yet.
1: And that's what I felt like a lot of people were doing with the original, the first few dates. And so, I don't know. I highly suggest people just take some time. Take care of themselves. Do some radical self-care. Like really get to know who you are and what you like. And and then just enjoy your life and watch and see what happens beyond that. I have really good guy friends, which makes it so much fun for me.
0: Yeah, I think that like the... A breakup of any kind, a breakup and or divorce, has to be treated like a death, because it's the death of a of an entire life you had. Yeah. And you do have to kind of go through the grieving process. Otherwise, it's just gonna hit you like five years later.
1: Yes, and all the entanglements, you know, because entanglements. You, well, you lose <laughs> friendships, you know, because they were married friendships. You yeah. Know? Married couples don't like to hang out with single people very often. I mean, it happens, but it's just not real common. Yeah, that's true. So. It's kind of like when you guys were little, we'd have friends that, you know, the kids were doing the same thing. And so.
0: That's how you make friends. I hated that as a kid. When you'd meet an adult and they'd be like, I have a daughter your age. You guys are going to be best friends. I'm like, you don't do that to 40-year-olds. You're not like, oh, you're 40, they're 40. Go be friends. But that happens to kids all the time. Okay, don't do that. I might not like your kid.
1: Okay oh my gosh so if you were a divorce dj on a yacht or on a cruise?
0: no a, a dj on a cruise for divorcee for, for, for divorcees divorces. you you'd ha- you wouldn't
1: connect them according to their ages nah
0: i'd be like turn in your astrology birth charts immediately <laughs> i will do this I've i will got handle you. the rest Actually, i think it'd be a great matchmaker um i hate that i hate when well why don't you set me up with someone i don't know oh, anyone okay. your age okay I'd oh. have to go out looking for them. Well, don't do that. I don't trust you. <laughs> you know, why? Why no. don't you trust I'm, me? I'm
1: totally kidding. If they can get past you, they're probably, like, i am probably just go ahead and ask them, like, three questions at the date and go.
0: Yeah, I think a great jumping off point is to ask someone what their favorite movie is because mm-hmm. that says so much about them.
1: I asked my clients that on my, my, my onboarding interview. It's one of the questions I asked. I also ask them their driving style because that'll tell you a lot as well.
0: What does your driving style say
1: about you? I think you should um, be quiet right now.
0: You're (laughs) the most aggressive driver. I plead the fifth. You're the most aggressive driver. And I'm
1: an eight. Uh, I'm a challenger. That's just who I am.
0: Literally, I'll be like clinging, holding on to the door handle. It's not not a good time
1: to put makeup on.
0: We're not. (laughs) I'm I'm, like trying to do liquid eyeliner, (laughs) and we're like on an empty road, not (laughs) late anywhere. And you're switching lanes and like, and you narrate as you drive. I always thought like you wanted me to engage with you, but I realized you just talk, you just talk about all the people on the road and what they're doing and their driving styles. And I'm like, okay. You make me sound crazy. You are crazy. You're a crazy driver. Okay. You,
1: let's not go there. I'm just kidding. I'm a great driver.
0: I'm a really good parallel I'm parker, a good actually. driver, and you're um, a bad driver. Wait, what was I saying? It was important.
1: Something about the way you drive or the way no, I drive. No,
2: it was... Asking be- uh, the, someone's favorite movie says a lot about them?
0: Oh, yes. Asking someone's favorite movie says a lot about them. I agree.
2: What are y'all's favorite movies? I'm curious.
0: I have several. I have a lot.
2: Me too. It's hard to pick one. So, like I yeah. really,
1: really, really love Tombstone. I really love uh, Sweet Home Alabama. I really love A Knight's Tale. And they're just all so different, too. I mean, really, really different. Love Braveheart. I don't know. There's so many great movies.
0: Yeah. Wonder
1: Woman. Oh, my gosh. How could I forget Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman is your favorite movie. I've only seen that 100 times in the theater.
0: That was fun. Um, Okay, jumping back to divorce. (laughs) Again? Um, No, I just wanted to say, because that's what I I hate when uh, you see a girl go through a breakup and then they are immediately on their like revenge tour and they're not they're not trying to to recover from it they're just trying to like prove to their ex that they're like happy and free yeah even though they're like a total mess yes and that and that is the worst it's the worst especially because their friends hype them up about it they're like let's go out let's do shots forget about him you're hot make out with the bartender he (laughs) for sure doesn't have mouth herpes like okay like it's just i i hate that energy i hate that to like go get over someone you have to somehow prove to them yes. that you're happy. Or, or with the opposite, someone new. even if
1: your friends aren't hyping it up, sometimes your inner person is like, I gotta go do this, you know? And that's what I was saying. It's a lot of men, I think, go from this to, okay, I, I'd had a week off <laughs> and now I'm ready to date somebody. And then uh, the other thing that always drove me crazy is these older guys who come up to me and go, so I hear like, bumble and hinge in these like the girls just like to get a free dinner and want to hook up and I'm like well, that's for sure a thing I know but it's I a huge I, thing I am I'm like this is not something to ask me <laughs> this is something you talk to your guy friends about So creepy. Yeah, but that's so creepy old man. I'm sorry. That's not creepy. It's creepy old man.
0: It's not creepy. creepy, That's like that's like when the internet first came out and a bunch of old people were like accidentally sending a bunch of money to like that Nigerian prince that didn't exist. You know what I'm talking about? Uh Uh-huh. Like those online scams. Yeah. Yeah. That is what the modern day version of people getting on dating sites just to get a free dinner is. They're getting scammed. No, what I'm saying is
1: they said that they could get sex if they just bought a girl dinner. Boy,
0: well, that's not how you phrased
1: it. You literally said these guys come up to me. For a hookup, they would say, I heard that all I've got to do is get a girl a dinner and I get a hookup. Maybe,
0: maybe I didn't say that, but <laughs> that's
2: what I You did say hookup.
0: I did. Yeah, oh. Yeah. I don't know why I thought dinner. Maybe I'm just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's in my mind. I'm like <laughs> And I was like, Ew,
1: creepy old man. Like all I could think about is I gotta stay off that one. Not that I am on them, but Yeah, I've never been on a dating app. It reminds think, me too much of auditions. I think I'm gonna do that one that Paulina was talking about, the farmers only or <laughs> prepper only under bunker guy or yeah. whatever. That's what like we, we talked talking about last time. Yeah. yeah. Um what
0: was
1: I gonna say?
0: The
1: the uh non-current event um, or were you or were you still on divorce and break up
0: oh I was gonna say if you're trying to prove to someone that like you've moved on and you want if you want if you have the desire to make someone else that you've not in a relationship anymore jealous that just means you still have tons of feelings for them yes because exactly if you if you, even if you like have really strong feelings towards someone that are negative that's closer to having positive feelings for them than it is to not caring about them. Absolutely. Like, I always thought that was really interesting. No, that's a very good point. Because we really don't think about the things we don't care about. Absolutely not. Okay. Are you ready for our non-current event? Sure. I can't wait. I love that I don't ever know
1: these. So for anybody listening, it's always fun for me too. I have no idea what's coming.
2: Me either. I've never once known <laughs> one of the current, these non-current events.
0: It's awesome. It is so exciting. Okay. So, um, and again, I'll probably pronounce some of this wrong. But okay, so. We forgive
1: you ahead of time.
0: There was, okay, so this happened in China. Uh, there was this girl, she was born in 1905 or 1906, they're not sure when. Her name was um, Xi Jinchao. See how, see how great that sounded? That, that went was a lot amazing. better than I expected. Okay. Um, she was the daughter of a Chinese military officer, and her dad was killed by the former warlord, uh, Sun Chanfeng probably didn't say he that doesn't one, right? sound fun at all <laughs> son does not sound <laughs> chan funk okay uh so he was murdered by this warlord sometime around like 1925 era this is when there was a lot of unrest and so anyway so she was like what 15 she, 20 depending on when it was yeah so she was about 20 years old and 10 years after her father was killed uh she tracked him down and shot him three times she (laughs) shot him three times in the back of the head while he was leading a sutra recess i can't say that um recitation at his buddhist temple oh he's he's there leading a chanting moment and she comes up and shoots him three times in the back of the head to avenge her father's death on november 13th 1935 at 3 p.m. which i don't know why that was included because they don't even know what year she was born but they know that she killed him at exactly 3 p.m. but this is the best part are you ready yes she stayed at the crime scene to explain to all the people in the buddhist temple why she did it and she brought pamphlets and handed them out, explaining (laughs) why she executed this man. And that is... She's very organized. This is why (laughs) female murderers are great because (laughs) but because it's communication she knew that if she communicated to these people right they wouldn't be traumatized like they just saw their buddhist leader murdered right they're like oh you know maybe he wasn't such a good guy after all but she brought all these pamphlets she handed them out she explained herself which i thought was genius yeah and um it was like a long court process and it went to the supreme court of China, yeah we're (laughs) exactly um and she was given a pardon and it was stated ethically justified and it brought like a ton of political attention to that story because she ended up under some law i think of like familial something she got off because she did such a good job of explaining herself
1: which See? is important. And this would have helped everyone before they got divorced. What? <laughs>
0: what? If they
1: learning. would have just communicated uh, a little I was going to say learning how to <laughs> execute someone. No, no, no. Training for 10 years. <laughs> no, no. I don't think that would be a good idea.
0: <laughs> I like it, though. I thought that was really badass. It's very, it's very original. Happened in 1935. It's crazy. Very. I feel like that only happens in movies. Yes, it sounds like something from a movie.
2: That sounds too crazy even for a movie.
0: Yeah, I just thought it was really cool and really badass that she did that. I hope she felt better afterwards. I need a follow-up story. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever happened to her? Uh, She died in 1979, but I don't know what else happened to her.
2: Did she die in jail?
0: No, she didn't go to jail. She pardoned. Yep. They pardoned all of her murderous executions because they were like, you know what? You have a point. He was a warlord that murdered your dad, so she was avenging him. Wow. Right? I couldn't do it. You couldn't avenge someone? I don't think I could.
2: Me either.
1: No, I don't think I could even if I mean, gosh, I mean, I you guys are the most valuable thing in the world to me, but I couldn't imagine killing somebody that killed you. Yeah. I I don't I don't think it's in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of guys that would easily be able to, you know, they see something happen to their kid that that guy's dead.
0: Well, no that did happen. There was a Kid, and I don't know.
1: There's a lot of those.
0: I don't know the details of the story, but someone sexually assaulted this young kid, and the dad tracked the case, and when the guy was getting flown to a different prison and he knew he was going to be at an airport, he just waited outside, walked up, and shot him, and then just stayed there. He was like, arrest me. It's crazy, right? But that was recent. That happened like a few years ago.
1: Yeah. I wonder if there's been a story of a mom doing that. I mean, obviously, this girl did it for her father. Yeah, that's true. But um, I just can't imagine doing it.
2: I wouldn't Amazing. mind someone else doing it, like getting the death penalty or something, but you know.
1: Hiring I wouldn't man. be able to. Yeah.
2: I couldn't personally do it.
1: Yeah, that'd be, be tough. Yeah, it'd be weird. That reminds me of when Carly was little, she used to like oh, no. vintage books, and she would buy vintage cookbooks, and mm-hmm. this one was teaching you how to make a chicken soup or something it says go out back and get a chicken and cut off its head (laughs) i was like i would not have cooked (laughs) if you had to
0: kill the food no
1: oh my gosh no i couldn't do it yeah that'd be weird there's no
0: way it would take so much time do you have to pluck the chicken you have to cook it you have to can't be fun no probably would have been healthy though a lot of a lot of
1: gelatin involved yeah (laughs) you use the bones you use everything chicken legs yeah, or chicken feet, whatever they're called. I've had chicken feet. Have you? Mm-hmm. I they say it's really good to put in your in your soup, in your bone soup or your bone good. broth. I thought they were good. It was yeah. very weird. It was a weird texture. But, but if I had to kill it myself, I probably would be a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just don't think I could do it. What about like spear fishing? I could spear. I could fish. do that, and probably like
0: Regular get fishing. lobster or net. You know, net something. Yeah. I don't know why. What's the difference? It's still a creature. It's not as violent as chopping a chicken's head off with like a giant butcher knife, though. Yeah, I don't know. There was a chicken once. Have we talked about this? There was a chicken once. They tried to cut off its head, but they missed just the tip of its like spinal cord and it was alive. And since they didn't kill it, they were like, we obviously don't want to be cursed so they just let it live and the chicken actually ended up living for six months because what? enough of it was still intact yep oh yeah i remember i was at lunch one time when i was like six years old with someone and i told them that story and they were eating a chicken enchilada and they're like all right i'm done now <laughs> <laughs> and i learned really young i was like i got to be more careful about
1: yeah what you sharing, share with sharing people because you're such an old soul like i could see you doing that you're like four years old running my parties <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding we'd have 300 people there you'd have the whole thing in order (laughs) I don't like chaos she'd be like okay the drinks are over here can I get you something like she was the best hostess ever I like it yeah it's not crazy it is it is very crazy thank you for sharing that you're welcome
0: what else you got um
1: tell me more
0: I was reading today about something called erotomania. Do you know what that is? No. It's when someone is in love and obsessed with someone who is usually famous that they have never met, but it becomes a mania because they take all of these really obscure things that they're doing and they convince themselves that they're communicating with them subliminally. So like last century, there was this woman who used to sit outside Buckingham Palace and King George the five? What is that one? I forgot. I think it was five. I don't know. Um, She used to, she was convinced he was in love with her based on the, the, the patterns that <laughs> he was using to open and close the curtains wow. in his room. Because she thought it was like some type of code. Which I'm wow. like, listen, if a guy's interested in you, he's definitely not going to tell you through curtains. <laughs> is that like schizophrenia? It's a form of a mania. Okay, so
1: it's so interesting because um, to me, it also borders on creating or manifesting what you think about a lot right mm-hmm. because you're thinking about it so often and you see it and so you start manifesting it because your filter is now trying to pull in anything that that is that because i remember reading about i i'm not sure if it was young or i think it was um carl young but he had somebody in his office and they were saying, like, okay, there's guys in suits following me and, you know, whatever. And he's like, okay, well, do you see any outside now? And he looks outside and he's like, yeah, there's, like, a couple guys right there. And he <laughs> looks out and sure enough, there were two <laughs> guys. <laughs> and I just thought it was really funny because, <laughs> you know, you, you really can begin to manifest the things that you think about all the time. Mm-hmm. And so there's a fine line between, you know, what is crazy and what is manifested. Yeah. But, but how about you? Have you ever obsessed over someone famous? No, never. Oh, Nova? Never? Nover? I've never? never. I, never. Never. <laughs> I was going to say NBA, uh, not one guy, none of them. You have not obsessed over any of them.
0: Not to the point where I think they're community. Well, you know what I'm saying. I don't think you have this
1: uh, erotomania. I'm just saying, is there one that you've kind of obsessed over? All right, let's say if you had it, who would you obsess over?
0: Um, Here's my thing. I, I, I don't like pick and choose favorites of nearly anything. Okay. So even with like famous people and something t- I, I'm like a, I like tangible real things. And I think that's why I've never been like super obsessed mm-hmm. with someone famous. Like I'll follow along like on someone's podcast or like an NBA players. Like I'll watch all their games just because I'm interested right. in their personality and or the way that they play. But, but you're healthy until and so you don't do yeah, that. <laughs> until I've met, until I've met someone and actually interacted with them. I don't think that, you know what I mean? Like, yes. I'm not like, I, I can't get obsessed with them to the point where I feel like it's gonna affect yes. my everyday life. Yes.
1: And I don't have anyone that I'm like that with either. I can't yeah. think of anyone that I'd be like, oh my gosh, if I was like that, this is the person I would really wanna know, or this is the one that I would superimpose in that position. Kev, how about you? Anybody? I, I don't
2: think so. No. no? I'm trying to, to, to recall. No, I don't think I've ever been really into any obsessed celebrity.
1: obsessed over yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. So
0: we're not the stalker types. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome no i think i get obsessed more with ideas and things than i do with people i yes. have
2: like favorite actors and stuff like that you know right. but nobody i would ever like obsessed over
0: yeah i feel like even if i met someone who i really liked i wouldn't be like that excited about it right i would just be like oh that was, that really was cool. kind of cool yeah, yeah i exactly. think i'd be
2: pretty excited about it you would yeah. like
0: who would you be excited you met?
1: the ah, i haven't even had a drink <laughs> <laughs> I can't talk um, today i
2: don't know that's a good question um Okay, so he's not the most popular movie star these days, but I always loved Mel Gibson movies. Oh, so I if love I met him. Mel Gibson, I think that'd be really cool.
1: I wanted to marry him. I he dated a girl so who was a cute. hostess
2: at Alberta's, and she called me and she was like, Hey, just so you know, Mel Gibson's at the yeah. bar right now. I was like, Oh my God. I thought about like jumping in my car and driving over there.
1: Like, <laughs> but
2: you're like, See, uh, That's a little erotomania. I'm kind of
0: comfortable. Yeah. comfortable.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm not going to go. There was one time when I lived in the uh, Studio City in LA, and it's a really like, popular area like it's a lot of like houses but also like a lot of cool shops and restaurants and stuff yeah that's where like that coffee shop i love is yes jones on jones on third, third. Yes. yeah but so there is this like other super trendy coffee shop there that and i used to live within walking distance so i'd go there almost every day and it was like a hub of famous people like right. every time you went there you would see someone right and i saw what's that actor's name justin i think his name's justin hartley he's from the show this is us okay, okay. i've not seen it but yeah. i i and i saw him there and i was like oh okay but then the weirder thing was I went to a different restaurant for lunch that day Uh and I saw him there too. (laughs) And we made eye contact both times. I'm like, he for sure Sure. thinks I'm stalking him. But I didn't want to be like, Hey, I'm not. How do you
1: know he wasn't stalking
0: you? (laughs) Right? Justin. Yeah, I know. Leave my
1: daughter alone.
0: (laughs) No, he was with his wife. And yeah. I wanted to be like, just so you know, I'm not stalking you like I have a life. But then I was like, that would look even weirder because I right. probably didn't even think twice about that. So yeah, true. there's no
2: good way to approach that. Early. No. no,
0: you're but better off just leaving it alone. Another interesting alone. thing I learned when I lived in that area, because there was always like famous people there, there was paparazzi there constantly. Right. And they would end up a lot of times being the same ones like I would recognize them and um, and I thought this was really interesting. I didn't know it, but there was also, I saw this happen multiple times with a few different actresses. There were like staged paparazzi run ins. Like I would see this one girl like walking down the street with her friend, and then there would be like paparazzi, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I was sitting out on the porch, so I was just watching, and then they like walk up to each other and they're like signing things, and then I realized it's her PR person. Oh, wow. And they, yes. And so I saw that happen twice, and I was like, it's crazy how we're at a point where. You're paying for relevance. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not even just like because she had she has like at all the people that buy fake followers, um,
1: followers. Yeah, you can always tell them. You can
0: always tell the fake followers because they'll have like fifty thousand followers and one like yes for
1: for a thing. Yeah, or not even.
0: Yeah, exactly. But um, also,
2: if you go and look, and their followers are like all these names you can't even pronounce, that's a good sign too. Yeah, (laughs) it's just like a
0: bunch of random accounts Mm -hmm. with no pictures and. Yeah, but I thought that was really funny.
2: I know because I've done it. I bought mics before <laughs> for work for work purposes.
1: Right? You're like, I'm building a brand. Yeah. That's so funny. I I kept finding all these emergency room doctors that just happened to get onto Twitter in March of 2020. I'm like, yeah, when supposedly the hospitals are full, you have time to just start a new Twitter account and bitch about COVID. <laughs> I was very
0: suspicious. Very sus. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if a pandemic happens and you're a doctor, you'd be more inclined to get a Twitter. You would? Yeah, because you'd be telling your friends everything you think and they'd be like, "You should tell other people this." Maybe. And Facebook doesn't spread like Twitter does. Like you can go viral go ahead on and Facebook, defend but,
1: them, but they were they didn't look real. They didn't <laughs> They didn't. They didn't look real and they didn't I don't think act real, but <laughs> I'll I'll find some for you so you can experience it <laughs>
0: we'll find some we'll hunt them down Yes. And track their IP I'll address I'll show you I'll and see show if they're you. real
1: yeah they were just da- I don't know they were just holding the party line and I just thought it was suspicious, it
0: was suspicious. I think Jack hired them Jack Dorsey? yeah Twitter?
1: <laughs>
0: Hi- sure. hiring fake doctors he doesn't have anything better to do? well I'm not saying you know what I'm saying <laughs> propaganda? there you go Um, That happened recently with, speaking of propaganda, I was going to say the New York Times just cut ties with China Daily, but they had been buying ad space, like New York Times, Washington Post, like all these major newspapers had been taking money for ad space from China Daily, but they had also been like running stories that weren't necessarily like completely true. surprise (laughs) or it was not true it was it was interesting it was Chinese propaganda but in terms of like they were saying it was like a really great vacation spot for the Muslim areas but those are the ones that are currently like not doing well. yes yeah currently being used for slave labor and controlled and oh I know so I was like that's nuts and that's been happening for years like millions of dollars worth of things and like 200 over 200 articles of sugar-coated well, look Chinese at human rights and all the
1: crazy stuff going on, I don't trust the CCP.
0: Yeah, no, I don't either. They oh, they are the um. Where I wrote this down somewhere because I was interested in it. Because what China does is they l- give loans to small, underdeveloped countries, mm-hmm. but they make them impossible for them to pay back, mm-hmm. and then they're basically indebted to...
1: And then they own the infrastructure.
0: Yeah. So because fifty percent of China's loans to developing countries goes unreported. And I think it's $1.5 trillion in direct loans and trade credits, which makes China the world's largest official creditor. That's crazy. 150 And countries. then did you hear about their fake gold? <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't they seize like a bunch of fake gold on a ship? 82
1: tons. Well, I don't know about that one because oh. I did see you sent that across. But mm-hmm. I, I was reading somewhere that, had, that they had realized that some bank in China was creating... Gold bars, the correct density, but dipping them in in gold, oh wow, and they said they said they had eighty eighty four eighty two tons of this stuff, and really it's a lot, but oh, it's crazy,
0: that's insane, so
1: but they got caught, so I don't know I mean you know that's gonna have a repercussion, yeah, so. We'll see what happens. Well, that's what, th-
0: that's what happened with like the the hundreds of thousands of N95 masks they manufactured, but they weren't up to code. Yeah. They were just like very quickly made ones that weren't as yes. safe. Yes. But they were like, got to get those masks out there. Uh, I bought
2: some of those. Really? I wonder if they were legit. <laughs>
0: right? I, I know. You don't know. Because that's what they you also, the FDA recalled what, h- over 100 hand sanitizers that had such a dangerous amount of methanol? ethanol i don't know not a scientist <laughs> but <laughs> but like the repercussions of that are bad like it can make you go blind yeah i'm like so hand sanitizer yes yeah that's why now like every time i see those little hand sanitizers that are everywhere in all the restaurants i'm like you know what i don't trust these i don't trust I'm them gonna, either and they then they use the ones that i have main, you ruined hand
2: sanitizer for me
0: i know i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> well that's good <laughs> we we, we want to ruin that for you hand sanitizer yeah because if
1: you, you really use it all the time want... it's really bad
0: i use
2: for you. it all the time
1: yeah <laughs> You, you don't want to be too
0: too sterile. Yeah. Because then you can mess up your immune
1: system yeah, that way as well.
0: True. Yeah, it messes with your microbiome.
1: Not to mention, um, I was reading a story about how they had a uh, concentrated... Um, I think it was hand sanitizer, but it could have been the spray to clean things or whatever. No, but they weren't diluting it. And they weren't diluting it, and it was creating like these huge reactions to kids. Yeah, people were having chemical burns from the grocery carts
0: and like Target and stuff because they're putting them in with shorts or seats or Mm -hmm. different things like that. Oh, it creeps me out yeah that's bad like that's remember when we were chemicals. when we were going
1: to florida and we got out of the the tram um in tampa and they were like walking in with those things on and they're like Shh. with the hazmat suits and they're spraying Sprain, everything down. i was
0: like Ugh. with the disinfectants yeah i'm like so if the person's spraying it God has God to be wearing a hazmat suit <laughs> it's not like, a
1: good sign <laughs> what's the parts per million on that one yeah it's creepy but hopefully we'll be over with this all soon
0: yeah, I think I have these, like, hand sanitizer wipes that are, like, made with the really nice essential oils.
1: That's the they're, way to go. Yeah,
0: they're, like, the natural antiviral, antibacterial. That's awesome. I have that, and then I use colloidal silver all the time. I love colloidal silver. There's so many
1: natural products that really do do the, yeah. the job. yeah. I remember Dane had a horrible pink eye when he was little, and that was the first time I'd ever tried colloidal silver. Mm-hmm. And we had tried two, two different antibiotics on his eye, and it wouldn't work in. And my sister, Dina's was like, try this in his eye tonight. And it was gone in the yep. morning. I mean, gone. There was nothing there.
0: Mm-hmm. It and was you, amazing. You can use it on pets, too. I like double check the, and the potency of it and make sure it's okay. But that's what I, I've used for my cat any time they've had pink eye. You can use Have they? Cats, dogs. Yeah, like a while ago, I yeah. think I used it. But yeah, anytime my friends' dogs are something, I'm like, don't go to the vet. It's going to cost you $200. There's maybe antibiotics.
1: Go <laughs> we're to We're not going to get any vet sponsors Buy
0: the show. Buy colloidal <laughs>
1: silver and fix it yourself. Yeah, we're way into natural healing over here.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it's not dire, right. then why not? You, you have nothing to lose by trying. And
1: don't take our word for anything. Yeah. <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. We are not professionals at oh, anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Not di- no. These not are all t- opinions and none of it's been fact checked. Oh yeah, none of this has been fact checked at all. I mean, really, you, you could end up being a divorced DJ on a cruise.
0: Yeah, if you listen to us long enough, you could end up divorced, drinking colloidal silver by yourself at night, worried that China's going to start buying us 100,000 acres at a time. Oh my gosh,
1: they got over 100,000 acres in Texas, which didn't make me happy. Yeah,
0: 130,000 for oil. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. It was. They own, um, uh, let's see, I wrote this down somewhere because I thought it was interesting. Oh yeah, they own, they're own. they the second largest foreign owner of land in Australia. They control 2.3% of the soil and airport, several wind farms, coal mines, and water supplies. Wow. It's crazy. Water supply is scary. Yeah. But I think that I think the UK owns more of Australia than than China, which is crazy. Why doesn't Australia own Australia? I guess you just buy things there. And well, I think we... UK originally. Oh yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, kind of like India. Yeah, and they're purchasing land in Jamaica right now too. Well, we won't go there. We should we should just buy what we can in Jamaica. That sounds like a nice place to wait out for a virus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or the Bahamas, or the Bahamas. There you go. Yep, definitely. So any more non-current events?
0: No. We just do one. Oh, okay. Am well, I supposed to have what, multiple ones? I don't know. I don't.
2: I, I thought we've had I'm multiple just, ones before. We have, yeah.
0: I think. I just think I'm, I like talking about things that happened a long time ago. There you go. Yeah. That might be it. But that, that's not like my official endorsed gotcha. non-current event. It's just like things I read and I'm like, that's interesting. Yeah. So do you have anything else?
1: Do you have any more questions for me?
0: Do you have any questions? I don't have anything. We do this here podcast together. Wait you to do
1: everything. <laughs> you are the Capricorn. You're the one that's supposed to have it all written down. I, I just have it in my head.
0: What do you? Okay, well then, what do you have in your head? I was asking you. Um, I was going to talk about how much I hate musicals, but
1: oh, <laughs> I love that idea
0: <laughs> because I just needed, somebody needs to I stop just the musicals. Needed to get it out. I hate musicals. Is it your pet peeve? I hate them. I don't want to watch them. I hate how they break out into song (laughs) and then they go back to normal life and never acknowledge that they just broke out into song and dance. It doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. And the worst (laughs) is when everyone... This has happened to me multiple times. Most of my friends know I hate musicals. Yeah and
1: um i'm sorry i probably handed that down to you it's genetic
0: <laughs> maybe it's genetic Maybe my kids genetic. like musicals i'm gonna be like you know what that's something you do when you're an adult on your own time <laughs> we don't do musicals in this house yeah but i hate when i'm, I'm watching a movie and i don't know it's a musical <gasps> and then there's yes. like one there's like they start to bring out in song and i'm like huh that's interesting And my friend's like let's well, it's like kind of a musical but it's not as like there's not it's not that many songs i'm like that is a musical If they break out into song at any point... It's a musical. It is a musical. Totally agree. I hate when that happens.
2: It takes you completely out of the story. Completely out of the story. Every time a musical number occurs.
0: I don't like them because I think they're boring.
1: I think... I don't know. If I wanted to go listen to music, I would go listen to music. I want to see a movie and it stops the drama so that somebody could dance and sing and then they go back to the drama. And so I just... I never understood it. The only one I've ever liked is *The King and I*, but I think it's because I saw it when I was so little mm-hmm. with Yul Brynner, and I—I I think it was more nostalgia now that I like it because, I don't know, yeah.
2: The only one I ever liked was *The Blues Brothers*. Oh, that was I liked a good one.
1: That was a good one. Never That's seen true. But Never for the
2: most part, we're three for three in here for p- people who hate music. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and it's funny because I do know people who love them.
2: Me too. Everyone else in my family loves them.
1: Yeah, they're big. They're a big thing. They are. I don't know. I
0: don't get it either. I'm with you. It was like Cats the musical. I'm like how much money did they spend on that and not at any point realize it was a terrible idea. Well,
1: oh, the movie. The
0: Cats the movie, yeah. Yeah, I thought you meant the musical. Oh, I'm like, yeah, sorry. well, it,
1: it killed it on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but was... you mean the I I don't know anyone
0: that saw that movie. No, it was it became did like it bomb? a I think so. I think it became it's like a, a, yeah. it, was, it was like an internet joke, mm-hmm. and we're like, "How did you convince that many powerful people that this was a good idea?" And I'm pretty sure that that when they first did it, they made them look like real cats, so they had like normal cat butts. But then they obviously realized that that's like really distracting, so they like <laughs> edited out the cat butts. But there's like a version out there of the musical movie Cats where their butts are just walking around, hanging out. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't either. I don't either. Yeah, it's weird.
1: Feline. I don't know. I don't get it. I wouldn't like it. Yeah. When La La Land came out, I was so mad. Oh, I accidentally my God. went to it. You accidentally. You, you stayed to it- the whole thing? Yeah. Well, my friend looks at me and she goes, I'm so sorry. I just remembered you don't like these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's what they always do they're like oh no just, oh oh my gosh are we watching La Mist? i had no idea like well i'll be like i'll be your server during this
1: <laughs> because by the time they're done singing this i'll be back from getting popcorn <laughs> but i won't i will not have missed one thing
0: okay la la land was promoted to me like it was going to be the most amazing movie i had ever seen Horrible. because i lived in la Horrible. so that was like horrible the you lived
2: in la la land i
0: literally yeah and it's about like a struggling actress and so everyone's like oh my god this is the best movie i've ever seen like it's so powerful and beautiful and my expectations were so high that i was like that wasn't that good like when your expectations are that high right it's never it's never that good especially with movies that's why i'm always like i don't want to get too excited about seeing a movie because i never want to be let down like i love when i go see a movie and i don't even remember what movie i'm seeing you know what i mean or never see the trailer. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go see it. And then it ends up being great. Like, that's the best feeling. Oh, my gosh. I love when that happens. That happened to me when I saw Willow. Oh,
1: yeah. I was supposed to see some other movie. movie. It's so good. And I was supposed to see another movie. It was sold out. I was so mad. And my friend's like, well, let's just go see Willow. And I was like... What's Willow? You know, like I—I yeah. I knew nothing. I never saw a trailer, anything, and I flip and loved that movie. And Val Kilmer was so good in that.
0: Yeah, it's a cute movie. It was really good. I watched that way too many times as a kid, and now I have no desire to watch it as an adult.
2: You're yeah. big on the Val Kilmer movies. Yeah, yeah that's you the are. second one you Same. mentioned, today. and they're the <laughs> only
0: two that I think he's good in. Like, I don't think
1: I—oh, I liked him in Top Gun too. But other than that, I wasn't really a big—I couldn't tell you what other movies he did. But you're right. <laughs> Secretly like him for some reason.
0: Secret—it's <laughs> not a secret. <laughs> well, it was to me until
1: he mentioned. I'm trying it. <laughs> to think of any other
2: big movies he was in that got, besides like Batman.
1: Yeah, I didn't like him in that. No, it wasn't good. I didn't like him in that. Um, he was in Batman, mm-hmm. but he was ones. so
0: so good as Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stole the show. Yeah, he was. It was amazing. That was a really good movie. I feel like every actor has like every great actor has one movie. Like they can be great in every movie, but there's going to be one it that was finds them that was so much better than anyone they've ever done. Their moment, yes, I agree.
2: Like Al Pacino in The Godfather.
0: I never, I haven't seen that yet.
2: Really? Mm-mm. Man. <laughs> no, I
0: haven't. There's seen no it. music in it. I know. <laughs> well,
2: no musical numbers.
0: It's approved.
1: Lots of lots of guns.
2: Have I, you ever been sitting in a movie though, in a musical, and you're like? You know what? This could actually be really good if it wasn't for the music. Like, I'm enjoying it until they break out into song.
0: Yeah, probably. I think Like I'd. cartoons. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. There's a yeah, lot of I cartoons that, that I really like. And, like, I don't know. I could totally do without all the
0: songs. Yeah. Like
1: yeah, Frozen definitely. and Tangled and, and Lion King and all of them. I
2: even like the music in Aladdin, Aladdin. but I'd still like it better if there weren't in there.
0: Yes, I agree. I have a weird thing. I love, like, animated movies when I go see them with people. I will never watch an animated movie alone. I have no desire to. Oh. I don't know why. I cannot do it. I would never either. It's the only thing <laughs> you would watch. I love rated G
1: everything. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. I just don't I, just I was don't so ever... glad I had you guys as kids so I could like go without any like, okay, people are thinking I'm some creepy lady watching a movie. <laughs> I
0: don't think that's creepy. I think a lot of adults are still really into Disney and. I love it. Things like that. Yeah. I yeah, I always forget that those are musicals, too.
2: Yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, and I don't like them. I yeah. mean, I don't like
1: that part. But the, on, in a cartoon, they don't last as long. I don't think. Maybe they do. I they, don't know. They don't seem to annoy me as much.
2: <laughs> I think everything's overall shorter in animated movies. Probably. The runtime, the music, yeah. all that stuff. And
0: here's the thing. They're not real people. So we, we go into it knowing... It's not, it's a different reality. Like, it's when it happens in movies, it just feels so far fetched because they're like real people doing this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they had to like rehearse yes. together. They had to choreograph this for months. Yes. And then make it look effortless. That's true. Yeah. Nah, that's not for me. You know that movie
1: with Ryan Gosling and um, Emma La La Land? That's what we were just no. talking about. Though. No. No. You
2: think of Crazy was, Stupid Love?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Was that a musical? No. No. Okay. I was going to say, I like that one if it was. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> that's that one not a scene musical? where he's
0: holding her up in the thing, and I'm like, were they dancing in that movie? But
1: okay, I just didn't remember.
0: Oh, yeah, no. That was not a musical.
1: I think that's a really good thing to have, have as a pet peeve that irritates you. Musicals? I agree with it. Do you have a pet peeve, Kev?
2: Um, I think we talked about this before. Yeah, Didn't I know. say I hate when people don't put their grocery cart back? Yes, yeah. you
0: did. I hate that as well. It's so annoying. Yeah. It drives me nuts. I don't
2: know why. Yeah, it just drives me nuts.
0: It's so easy to do.
2: Yeah. It'll be like taking up a really good parking space, and I'm like, son of a...
0: Literally. <laughs> Literally, I agree. I think it's very indicative of someone as well. Also,
2: yeah, yeah, I do too.
1: Yeah, mine's definitely driving in the left lane too slow in the highway. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That one, I hate that. The left lane. Here's the thing.
0: Here's the people are driving in the left lane. They trap you, and I'll be like. I've been with my friends and they're driving in the left lane. I'm like, you can't, be, you can't be in here. Okay? You <laughs> you're can't not approved. sit. You can't sit my with My mom us. would not allow you. And they're like, well, I'm going five over. I'm like, it's not the speeding lane. It's the passing lane. Because if someone is trying to get somewhere and they need to pass someone, they might have to go 20 over. It's not about how fast you're going. It's about the ability to get around someone. And so I hate, because people are always like, well, I'm going 10 over. They shouldn't be so rude. I'm like, yeah. No. Yes. this is. I think a lot of people don't know it's the passing lane just like, exactly I'm blown yeah. away
2: at how many people just don't know, don't that, know that. that that's how that's supposed to work like they just don't move over and
0: you know why it's because we have to start spreading left lane is passing lane propaganda <laughs> and here's why I'm on board with I'm that I'm all about it because the only reason I knew is because you always say that yes. when you're driving it drives like, me all crazy. the time get
1: out of my left lane but
0: when I took my like driving education that's mentioned once no yeah. wonder no one knows that Right. I don't remember a, other half of the things I learned in there like you driving something you learn by Doing not by like reading, you know what I mean? So, that's true. I think that's why most people don't know it. Yeah, I think you're right. Apparently,
1: they should all learn to drive from me. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I've taught I don't know how many kids to drive though. All of Mac, Mac's friends, Stevie, you, Dane. Driving is
0: it's funny, although
1: your dad mostly did you. Thank god, yeah, he's
0: more relaxed. I, yeah, yeah, dads are just more chill about everything. Yes, definitely. He even let you drive him to the airport before you had a license. Yep. (laughs) I was so mad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was like 15. I never had my permit. He's like, I need you to drop me off at the airport. And I was like, what? I was so <laughs> mad. Dropped him off at the airport. I didn't have any gas. You I called like, me crying because you were like, I don't know how to get out. It was so confusing. There's construction. It's different
1: it is than most. Because, out of the because you can go out either the north or yeah. the south direction. Oh, when yeah. you haven't been
0: there before, you wouldn't know that. I had no idea. Airport's scary
2: when you're a new driver.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's funny. Well, she <laughs> wasn't even a new driver. No. <laughs> I was just a driver for that day. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Was that the first time you were ever driving by yourself? Mm,
0: probably, one of the
1: first times. Yes. Oh, for sure, by yourself. Yeah. Unless you just never told me about I'm it. I'm pretty sure he let me. Know I it used a few to steal times. my parents' car. <laughs> really? Yeah. They know now. Or I mean, my dad knows. But how, how did you steal it? Like in the they middle of the night? They would be out, and I oh. would just go. I would just grab the other
0: car. <laughs> but how would you not know like when they were gonna come We'd back? Roll on out. Ah,
1: I just didn't think about it. Really? <laughs> no. I just was like, my parents stayed out late. I guess they were little partiers, so. I was like, if I'm back by midnight, I'm good.
2: You never got caught?
1: uh Uh-uh. No, as a matter of fact, I even crunched it. I was pulling out of my friend's um, house, and somebody had put a motorcycle, and I hadn't seen it. And I hit the back end of it. And I was like, oh, crap. I pull into the the garage, and it's on that side. My mom takes that car in the morning to go somewhere, and she thinks someone hit her while she (laughs) was And I just left it alone. I didn't tell them until I was probably your age.
0: <laughs> like, Isn't that horrible that I was that kind of a person? No, that's nah, fine.
2: Yeah, everybody does that stuff when you're young. Oh my god, I did gosh. something like that.
0: But I was me and my friends. We were staying at this like re, it was like a it was like a ranch resort, and um, there's a petting zoo, like a teeny little petting zoo. But like anyone can go there and hanging out with the animals, right? If you want, and me and my friends were, like 15, 16 Like yeah. we were we were we were not a little child yeah anyways so we like we're hanging out petting the goats and like feeding them grass and stuff and then we leave the petting zoo and we accidentally leave the gate open oh no and all of the animals the horses the donkeys the goats (laughs) they all start running all over this resort there's like because there's like this like trampling oh is this at rough creek yes there's like slides there's zip lines all over around this like lake area and these animals just start stampeding everywhere oh and Everyone thought it was like this little tiny kid that did it by accident because he was over <laughs> by the penguins And you just let him and take we, the fall. Yeah, we were like, we're not going to say anything because that kid is like five years old. Oh my god! And he's not going to get in trouble, but we definitely
1: should have known better. You were into weird trespassing thing because around that same age, I got you a room at the Weston at the Galleria, mm-hmm. and I was with you and your friends, and I thought, okay, we're done. Everybody's going to bed. And these Mm -hmm. girls get out, and they start roaming around the Galleria. And they're taking pictures on like the huge sculptures. And then the security guard comes, tells me, I'm so embarrassed. You guys, how could you do that? Like, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I'm so mad. And then they go do it again.
2: The same night?
0: same night. (laughs) I was like, there's no way they're going to do it again. We were just shocked because you would think that they would shut the Galleria at night. To like the hotel? Not. You could just literally walk around. It was so cool. The ice rink melts. (laughs) That is cool. Like all the stores are shut, but we were just like walking around doing whatever until he spotted us. And then I guess the second time he had to chase you. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) There was a, I, I do remember a version of hiding in the curtains at one point. But it's it's a big mall because so. I got
1: a phone call and they're like they're scattering all over the place <laughs> scatter so yeah
0: but no that I guess there's worse things that's probably that you definitely done. an example of privilege too because if you're young white girls everyone's just gonna like let you roam around a mall at night well you were just so
1: little and like yeah you're right fifteen yeah you they're like
0: they're, what are they gonna do like you guys were all
1: probably under a hundred pounds and you didn't look very scary <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's true.
0: Oh, yeah. It is true. Definitely. But they gave you the benefit of the doubt. They did give us the benefit of the doubt. And we didn't break anything or do anything. We were literally just running around taking pictures. Taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You guys had some epic shots. It was was a (laughs) great time. I wonder, if I wonder if you can still access the gallery. I bet they close that whole thing down because
1: you guys, I bet so. <laughs> there's probably bars that go across every <laughs> night. <laughs> These are for the little kids. The ones we can't stop. But I'm like, how
0: come, how come nobody ever wanted to do that before? Because most people are adults. So? So they just don't. Is that and you... most
1: adults, I guess, like keep an eye on their kids. Apparently, I <laughs> trusted you. Well, we
0: weren't like children. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I we're think gonna... you were
1: like 16 or 17. I think
0: it was my 14th birthday. Was it, fourteen mm-hmm. or fifteenth yeah. birthday? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, as an I adult, think... I don't think I'd find it that interesting. But as a kid, that would have been really cool.
0: Right. <laughs> I, there, think I, would still, I think I'd still
2: find it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd probably still be cool.
0: <laughs> but I, now I'm old enough to get arrested and go to jail, so I got more to worry about. Did I should you? have trespassed more as a minor. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Are there like signs that say "Don't enter" or, what, or anything? No.
0: Or like, there's uh-uh, nothing. There isn't. You just walk right over. It was easy. Yeah, because I mean, I guess all the, all the important stuff is bo- is yeah. locked, so. Right.
1: Yeah. And I didn't know that the um, ice rink wasn't frozen.
0: Mm-mm. Like,
1: it melts, and then they refreeze it.
0: I guess at I some just assumed point. it was
2: always frozen. Me
0: too. Yeah, I guess it probably generates a lot of energy to keep it frozen overnight, so they just probably turn it off. And then I'm guessing it probably doesn't melt all the way. And it probably does something thin. to where
1: it it evens it out. and
0: Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Right? I thought that was the very... The things you know when you stay up late. <laughs> the things you know. When you trespass. I like it. Do we want to move on to our tweets? Sure. Tweet, I've, got, tweet. I've got your tweet. Welcome to our, our closing segment called Why'd You Tweet That? <laughs> Where we talk about each other's tweets. <laughs> yeah, I've got to pull yours up
1: really quick, though. Kevin, do you tweet?
2: No. I'm like the worst person when it comes to social media. Yeah. Like I'm never on, I'm like one of the old people. I'm only ever on Facebook.
1: Yeah. So Carly, Except for,
2: well, just personally, but for other people, I do all kinds of stuff for on social media.
1: Yeah. It's probably, Maybe that's why. Though. Yeah, because when it's a job, it's not as fun. Um, you said, I have a lot to say, but I don't want to talk about it.
0: <laughs> why did you say that? <laughs> I said that because I feel like whenever I'm alone or falling asleep, I'm like, man, I have like all these things I want to tell everybody and talk about. yeah, And like i'm ready to like debate someone you know what i mean like i'm like in my car thinking these thoughts and then whenever the chance ever presents itself right like even here yeah i like i never remember i'm like i don't want to i'm like i don't want to get into it yeah you know what i mean but like i'm i'm ready you just have to find me when it's like 2 a.m right then yeah
1: and then the other one is my coping mechanism is google hell yeah So how do you use it to cope? I have, you know, when I suggest things to people to help them soothe themselves, (laughs) I I don't use Google
0: (laughs) as an option. I have to be honest. It's not very uh, soothing. Um, Yeah, I would imagine it keeps your brain going. Yeah, I think that's because whenever I just don't want to deal with something, I either do a task that's not, like, necessary for that moment or i just think of something that i've always been curious about and then type it into google like if i'm like avoiding like having a conversation with someone or like avoiding like a work task i gotta do i'm like you know what who invented gummy bears (laughs) why did he invent gummy bears like now i have to know now like it seems like that is the most important thing oh i I wonder what i do when i'm stressed i'm like i gotta figure something out to make myself feel better
1: I I can't even remember what it felt like to not have access like that. Cause we would be <laughs> like, Oh yeah, I remember that movie. I forgot the name of it, but so and so was in it and you couldn't look it up. Like you just you, had to remember. You just yeah, you either had to rely on your friends or your parents or you know, whatever until you could figure it out later. You know?
0: <laughs> I like doing that. I like like if I can't remember the name of someone or a movie or something, I like before I just Google it immediately. I like to try and remember Yeah. cuz I feel like it keeps my brain me too. stronger. Like I like to think of I'm like what does it remind like me game. of? Like what song was it playing when I saw this? Like I try to like dig a little deeper cuz I think I eventually do remember. Right. But that if it gets to a point cuz then I can't focus on anything else till I figure it out. Right. So if it's if it starts to be an excessive amount of time, I'll google it, but I've gone a few days before and it's been in the back of my mind. And then when it, it's like the most satisfying feeling when you do remember. Yeah. You're like, "Oh my god." Yeah. I'm never gonna forget that again.
1: Yeah. What do you do, Kevin, to soothe yourself when you're, I don't know, when you want to feel better or you're kind of feeling down or whatever?
2: Uh, I listen to The Howard Stern Show. That's always been, like, my thing. Oh, really? So it's always been, like, really comforting to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because, like, I was raised... I don't a, think
1: of that as comforting. It's, it's
2: Well, it's, I was raised in, like, a Catholic family yeah. where, like, nobody ever talked about anything, like sex or anything that was like yeah, yeah exactly so oh, it was like felt yeah. I don't know it was almost I always joked that like Howard was like a second he dad to me I'm you. like, that's where I heard everything <laughs> like learned everything yeah you know? wow but for some reason yeah if I'm like really depressed or something that will always like bring me out of it
0: because it just feels like comfort yeah that's exactly awesome. it feels like
2: you're you're part of a group I don't know
1: I'll have a glass of rosé wine and journal really I mean that's like my favorite way to soothe myself is to sit and journal and just dream or draw or something like that It just feels and the wine kind of gives you that extra or the beer or whatever (laughs) it just gives you that extra like soothing relax yeah yeah I mean not that I think it's a good way to (laughs) to soothe myself but if I had to pick like my favorite
0: yeah I don't know it depends on what's bothering me and how I soothe myself but yeah I don't know
2: and I yours, think, Carmen, doesn't bother anyone else, which is nice. Because, like, my wife hates the stern show. So, <laughs> like, I have to use, like, AirPods so and stuff. because She thinks it's so obnoxious. Oh, that is funny.
1: I'm a big believer in um, everybody wearing AirPods or... Yeah. Keep your noise to yourself. what? Yeah.
0: Keep your noise. Keep your noise. Keep your noise and your hands yourself. <laughs> to yourself. Please. That's exactly right. All right. What's, what's yours for me? Okay. You tweeted. Um... <laughs> Because I was going to ask about this because it looks kind of, it looks crazy if you just read it. It says, beware of the blood plasma donations. Oh, yeah. Pharmaceutical companies are purchasing human plasma from places that get blood donations. Understand your blood plasma value. Yes. So,
1: you know, obviously because of COVID, I've done so much research, you know, almost every day. Um, Learned way more than I want to know about PCR tests and true viruses and virus mania but um, one of the things that I stumbled upon was a company, I think it was somewhere in Sweden, but I'm not sure, so um, fact check me away, but it was a company that would go to like a Red Cross, and those people that were donating had no idea that the blood was being taken and then they were they were spinning it or doing whatever they mm-hmm, have to to mm-hmm. get the blood yep. the plasma yeah, and it. and then they would sell the blood blood plasma mm-hmm. to the pharmaceutical company who then is going to go and create some amazing product that they're going to charge literally thousands of dollars for yeah and they're they're getting it pennies on the dollar like it's insane and i just think it's horrible and, and they were saying, it was it was kind of a whistleblower, and they were saying that had they asked anyone, would you have given it, knowing that this is where it was going to go, all of them said, no, I wouldn't have. And then they asked the, wherever it was that they were donating the money, it was a type of like red, Oh, what's it called? Red Cross? Yeah, Red Cross. And oh, any type of a blood donor. But anyway, they, they actually did have it in their paperwork but it was the last fine print the last sentence the very bottom and it was smaller than anything else written on the on the page and the people were really mad and I get it like this is valuable like life blood plasma these are things we should know about and so I wouldn't have known and I was driving down I, I was coming back from Fort Worth the other day and I saw a billboard for one of the hospitals saying, we need your blood plasma so that we can improve you know, something for COVID. And I'm like, is that even really true? Or are they just trying to get blood plasma? I mean, who knows? Because of pharmaceutical money. I wouldn't have known to even think about that before. And so I just think I love sharing stuff like that with people, so they ask questions. And they're, they are their own advocate when they're going through anything with
0: health. That is frustrating. However, if you're giving... If you're giving part of your blood, your little insides away. Yeah. You, 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 can't, you don't have ownership <laughs> over it anymore. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's like. So it wouldn't bother you that they were making, you know.
0: I wouldn't be in thousands that Thousands of dollars
1: off of your blood plasma. Um, Why? Do you I not weigh been... enough
0: to donate blood? What? No, I just. I just I just don't oh. fuck with needles. <laughs> oh, that's right.
1: I forgot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, I'm anemic, so I don't know if I can't. Can you donate blood if you're anemic? Isn't that a blood problem? I don't know. It's a good question. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, if we were ever like in a crisis and someone needed my blood, I would be happy to assist. Thank you. You know, good to know. But I mean, I mean, in the meantime, I'll just encourage anyone who's not afraid of needles to donate your blood because so we need you. Stay suspicious when it comes to blood plasma. Yeah, but yeah, if you give part, if you give part of your organs or your blood or your spit, like with the DNA test, if you give any of that away...
1: You're giving a lot away. away. You're giving a lot away. Yeah,
0: exactly. That's true. You're giving it away, so it's no longer longer yours. It's true. See how I'm, like, awakening people out there just sharing all the good stuff? Sharing all the good (laughs) stuff. Don't let your plasma escape your body. It's being used to develop a skincare routine, most likely. It was actually very... um,
1: very valuable medicine for, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a, a very incapacitating um, syndrome. I forgot what it was though. Oh. So it's kind of cool, but, yeah. but the bad part was they're, you know, like, oh, it's gonna take so much plasma to get that and, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it was offensive to me, so I thought it might be offensive to others.
0: Yeah, I feel like they should've just gone with that in the first place, been like, hey, this could help a lot of people. Right. You should do it. I'm sure a lot of people would've done it. Right. But people are just shady shady ladies stay stay stay
1: suspicious y'all yeah always thanks bye